When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Leader and Kentucky.com. On today's podcast, we're going to preview Saturday's Kentucky-New Mexico State football game. It's a 12 o'clock start at Kroger Field. The SEC Network has the telecast. And we're going to be honest with you, we don't really have much of a New Mexico State scouting report. Here's your scouting report on New Mexico State. They're 1-9. No offense to Doug Martin, former U.K football assistant football coach and a UK quarterback who coaches the Aggies but it's been a rough year for New Mexico State they're one and nine coming into this game their only win was over an FCS team uh, they were blitzed by Alabama last week, uh, 59-3. to three. Uh, So they come in here on Saturday to face a Kentucky team that is coming off a 34-17 win over Vanderbilt, which clinched second place in the SEC East for the Wildcats. UK is 7-3 and three overall, 5-3 and three in the SEC. Kentucky is a 36-point favorite on Saturday against New Mexico State. To help me preview the game is the Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com UK football beat writer and my usual uh, football preview guest, Josh Moore, friend of the pod. Uh, we, I talked to Josh about the Vanderbilt game, and we looked at the New Mexico State and kind of just talked about the team in general and maybe some new guys that we'll get to see more of on Saturday when Kentucky plays the Aggies. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. My conversation with Josh Moore of the Lexington Herald-Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, my guest on the podcast is uh, Josh Moore, UK football beat writer for the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. How's it going, Josh? It's good, John. Missed you in Nashville. You had a you, you missed out on some good uh uh well I won't say good. I guess you missed out on some country music uh after after the, the game. Uh, <laughs> me and Alex Slitz and Silas Walker and a few other uh, locals there in Nashville uh went out for about an hour or two and you know, saw the town a little bit. Are, are you a country music fan? Oh, I'm a big country music okay. fan. Now, was I a fan of what we were listening to? Not so much, but you know, <laughs> they they were fun. They they were. I mean, the, the guy was. You know, the, I don't even know the band or the guy's name. Yeah. He, he was fine. He 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 was better with the uh, the 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 '90s covers he was putting out than some of the newer okay. stuff. I'll say that. So, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. no, I'm a big country fan. I like uh, you know, and I'm not one of these people that hates uh. You know, hates modern country music necessarily, but I definitely tend to, you know, 90s, uh, you know, through the 2010s probably or early 2010s is probably where I where you, you kind of groove out the most. <laughs> yeah, I was in Nashville in October. Uh, my wife and I went to uh, the Ryman to see uh, Jason Isbell. Uh, in the 400 unit, and we were there. I think I was telling you this before. Uh, it was packed. Uh, well, the, of course, the show was full. I think Isabel was doing like an eight eight night run at the Ryman. But anyway, uh, we got there early, and we were down on Broadway walking around, and the place was packed. There was just it was up and down the streets. I've been in Nashville before when it's been crowded, but it just seemed really crowded. 
this was on a Friday night, and uh, when it got into the rhyme, and somebody uh, heard somebody ask, somebody, you know, why, all these people, they're not here, to, they're not all here to see Isbell. And so I said, well, Chris Stapleton was supposed to play at the Bridgestone this weekend, but he uh, had to cancel, like, at the last minute, and all these people came in who were going to see Stapleton, or they couldn't cancel their reservations, so they just... You know, they just came on it came on to Nashville. So, you know, Nashville's a destination city. It's a it's a uh it's a uh you know, great place to be. So uh yeah, oh, sorry yeah. I missed the trip. Hey, yeah, no, it happens. It's a what yeah, about? it's a great uh, great uh, great city and, and you know well I really actually haven't, you know, before Saturday hadn't even really spent time, you know, in Nashville, you know, really? like going out and doing anything. So it was kinda cool just to see a little bit of the you know a little bit of the town and, right. and jason Is- isbell's awesome he's got a song that uh um if they were vampires that song like i almost yes. cry every time i hear that song that's, that's a, a really good song. good song yes it so, is he's got a lot of good songs but yeah that's a very good song yeah, that's for sure okay what about the, what about the uh what about the football game what about the experience of the football game yeah it happened <laughs> it was played <laughs> no no it was great i mean it, it was a you know for a if you were a Kentucky fan, you couldn't have, you know, I, I, I know some people, you know, there's some, some people that can't ever be satisfied. You know, they're worried about wanting to run up the score and get Bo Allen in and all this stuff. But I think, you know, overall, um, it couldn't have really went too much better for UK. You, you, you kind of jumped out on them real early and really put the game. I mean, I know they fiddled around there in the second half and, um, and, you know, put, you know, Vanderbilt sort of put themselves in a position to make it a game if they, you know, to to try to make it a game at least. Um, but I, it never felt like a game that Kentucky didn't have control over to me. Right. Um, and and you know, if you're there in the stadium, um, well, it was probably maybe sixty five percent capacity or something. And of that sixty five percent, I would bet, you know, forty five fifty you know, 65, 70 of those were, were Kentucky fans. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, as far as a road game goes, you couldn't have asked for a much better time. If you were a UK fan, you got to see a win. You, you had a lot of fans around and it just, you know, all in all, I think you saw some things, you know, it's Vanderbilt. They're rebuilding. They've got a lot of things, you know, that they deal with that a lot of programs in SEC don't, but you know, they still have some players. It's not like they, you know, have a, you know, a bunch of nobodies out there. They're, they're, you know, they're a different type of player. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure those guys, if I had to, you know, I'm, I would bet there's at least a couple of guys on Vanderbilt's roster that Kentucky probably would have wanted at some point. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, what about, what do you think? I mean, yeah, the, as you mentioned online anyway, you know, I do my live updates during the game and, you know, monitoring Twitter and people are tweeting at me about the second half and they're disappointed and now, you know, they missed an opportunity and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, what what do you think happened in the second half? I mean, I honestly, I kind of – I'm not even sure that anything happened in yeah. the second half. I know they are at the end of the first half. Um, they had the ball and, and you know, you know, maybe, you know, you could say blew a chance to t- score, but – Okay, I mean that happens. You're not going to go 100 you know, on offense. Um, right. I mean Alabama doesn't do that, and and you know, and they only had what two possessions in the second half, three. I mean oh, Vanderbilt yeah. was Vanderbilt was doing what Kentucky likes to do to people. They were. Um, I mean, I guess if you wanted to quibble with the defense, 
But I just think you get, when you go into a locker room with a 31-3 halftime lead, I think Stoops said this, and I guess you know maybe I'm just going to echo what he said. I mean, you have a lot of energy going into halftime. I mean, yeah, if you wanted to see, you know, if you're a fan that wanted to see Kentucky lay it on them, then you probably, you know, you're basically rooting for halftime to not happen and just keep playing the game. Like, because I think that's how you, you know, your energy comes down and, and that other team goes into the locker room and, 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 you know, tries to work themselves back up and then they throw another quarterback out there who, you know, in, in hindsight, you could say, well, why didn't he start? Well, it, there's no evidence that he wouldn't have had the same results in the first half, you know, if Kentucky had, you know, came out on with all, all its hair on fire and, and doing the same stuff. And then, you know, and, and maybe they vice versa. Maybe Ken Sales starts the second half and has, you know, does the same exact thing. So, you know, I get it. You know, the frustration, I think that comes from a, you know, ultimately a good place. I think there were people who wanted to see, I mean, I was one of these people. I, I, it would have been nice to see more of the young guys get some run. Um, Cause that's really, you know, this has been a season where that's, you know, a lot in part because of the Chattanooga game, the way that it went. Um, a lot of those guys haven't gotten a lot of run you know, this year. And I think, you know, especially like a guy like Bo Allen, you would like to see him um, get some reps just, just in case of emergency, right? Like, right. you know, no one wants Will Evans to get hurt. That obviously would be the worst thing. One of the worst things that could happen to this football team, uh, especially at this point in the season. But, you know, if, if something like that were to happen, it would not at least know that Bo Allen has more than what a quarter right. of, of snaps in this way offense. Back, way I mean. back when. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and hopefully that's an opportunity that you can get this week. Um, certainly, I mean, we'll get into it, I'm sure, but there, this certainly is, you know, if there's ever going to be a chance to, to maybe get him some quality snaps, this would probably be the week. Okay, well, let's let's get into this week. New Mexico State, they're 1-9 coming into this game, game where Kentucky last I looked though, was like a 36-point favorite, something like that. Uh, what uh, do you – uh, I guess, do you sense any problem with Kentucky being motivated for this game? Or even if they're not all that motivated, will that be a problem in this game? See, I, I get it. If you're someone who you know looks at what happened in Chattanooga and, and is really concerned about this game, I, I mean, I would say this. I, I'd bet I would wager Chattanooga is a better football team than <laughs> New Mexico, Mexico State, State yeah. if, if I had to guess. I mean, they're, you know, they, yeah, they're a FBS team, so they're different. They're better in that sense. They have more scholarships to work with, but um, it, it sure seems like um, <laughs> the, the New Mexico State's really struggling uh, this year, and, and really um, since that, I think it was 2017 when they made their their bowl game and made right. that run. Right. Um, it's really been nothing but you know um, rough rough sailing there for Doug Martin. So um, I, I think you, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to see any scenario where you know Kentucky's not up like. 14 nothing after the first quarter and then just cruising along, but you, know, you never know. And, and, you know, I think the one thing, you know, they like to throw it around a lot. They're going to pass the ball a lot. Um, I think it's like, you know, they're like top 10 and, you know, play distribution towards the pass and um, the way that Kentucky corners have, have looked at times and the safeties as of late too, um, or some of the safeties, you, you, you know, that's maybe something that concerns you. Maybe, you know, if say they get the ball first and, and they go on a big run and or a big drive. and uh, But, it, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, again, even if they were to, like, go down 7 nothing to this team early, um, I just don't think – it's hard to see that happen just because it's hard for me to see them 
having enough consistent success over a term of like a, you know, the length of a drive, right? Like it, it, it would, you know, if something like that's happened, it's cause just something, I think it's more cause you just really screwed up. Um, than them, um, you know, just, just really attacking you in a way that, that makes sense. So I don't know. I, I feel like this is a game for Kentucky to want it's senior day. So they get to honor all the seniors. Maybe that's a bit of a distraction, I guess, you know, but you know, ultimately I, I think you, you, you find yourself in a pretty good spot here. If you're Kentucky to, you know, work on some things, try to, you know, um, you know, it's interesting. You, at this point, you've, you've, you've kind of, you know, you, we kind of know what this team is offensively and a lot of the things they like to do and what they're best at. Um, you know, do you work on, you know, maybe some new stuff or you try to keep that more in the bag, you know, with Louisville, uh, you know, coming up next. It, it'll be interesting to see how Liam Cohen approaches that um, part of the, the off call and the plays on Saturday just in terms of, um, you know, how much of it is, you know, refining versus, you know, testing new stuff. Right. Well, New Mexico State had scored has scored some points. They lost to New Mexico 34-25. Their only win was against the FCS team, South Carolina State, 43-35. But then if you look at their scores, Hawaii 41-21, they lost all these games. San Jose State 37-31, Nevada 55-28, played Hawaii again, lost 48-34. Of course, then Utah State, which is pretty good, beat them 35-13. Alabama beat them 59-3. 59-3. Mark Stoops was obviously unhappy with his defense, with the way they played at Mississippi State, especially his, uh, I mean, against Tennessee, I'm sorry, especially the way his secondary played. How did you think the defense played against Vanderbilt, especially the secondary? It was better. I mean, there were still, you know, I, I, I might have wrote this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, at this point, I think, you know, this defense just kind of is what it is. It, yeah. it, you, know, you can talk about guys you know, getting better at tackling, but I mean, we, you know, you're, you're, they've literally been talking about that for since the start of the season. Um, it's, you know, you know, it's not, they don't have new bodies out there. Now they did. I mean, they did have, uh, I guess a couple of new starters out there on, on Saturday. That right. was, you know, um, a different wrinkle there, but I don't know that <laughs> that even really changed things a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, they, they certainly came out in the first half and, and looked like, a little bit of a different defense um, just in terms of their energy, but it's hard to, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard for me to see it being a lot different, different. you know? Um, you know, I just think that it is kind of is what it is. And, 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 and I think, you know, it's not, you know, I've certainly criticized the corners and, 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 and been, you know, out there, you know, you know, talking about this stuff as much as anybody, but you know, I do think they, you know, these guys are good. They're not bad players. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 a, you know, it's just, they're certainly like as a unit, the secondary isn't, you know, it isn't like Mike Edwards. It's not Lonnie Johnson. It's not those guys. It's not Kelvin Joseph, but, you know, they're solid. And I think you, you are starting to see, you know, Mark, Mark McCall's back. He spoke um, to reporters this week. Um, and played on Saturday. Didn't play a, a, a ton, but he was out there playing and getting back up to game speed. So I think you'll see, you know, I think there is a lot of truth to the D-line what was covering up a lot of the, the stuff, maybe some of the, uh, you know, weaknesses of the secondary. And, and as you kind of improve your health situation there a little bit with McCall coming back and, and 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 you know, if Jordan Wright can get back on the field, especially in time for the Louisville game, 
um, I think that that goes a long way towards, you know, improving your outlook for the rest of the season there. Right. Okay. Well, let, let's, you talked about it is senior day. Kentucky's a 36 point favorite, a chance to play some of the, maybe some of the younger guys, guys we haven't gotten a chance to look at. Who are some of those guys that you'd like to see get it, you know, get some uh, clock, get some playing time on Saturday? Yeah. Well, well obviously, definitely, you know, Bo Allen right. on offense. Um, it'd be, you know, it'd be, we haven't, I don't think anybody's asked about to kill Crowder's health, but maybe I've, I'll try to remember to ask that. Um, this last time we talked to Stoops this week, later in the week, I think uh, it'll be good to check in on him. He's a guy that certainly they were really excited about, and at this point, um, you know, he he, you know, if he if he's able to play, this is the kind of game that you know, even if he doesn't play in any other game this season, this might be the kind of game you can get him out there and just you know on the field and you know get people excited about what maybe he can bring to the table next year if he's healthy enough. Um, it was really, um, <laughs> didn't get to, you know, see as much of, of, you know, Chauncey Magwood this last game, but, but, but he, you know, he right. certainly seems like a pretty exciting player. Um, just in terms of what he adds to the offense as, as, as a, as a, as a receiver, but also as kind of like a, you know, a, a kind of a gadget guy, sort of a, a jack of all trades a little bit. So uh, he's a guy it'd be fun to get out there on defense. I think it'd be good. To get some more of those younger, um, some more of those younger DBs, especially Andrew Phillips, because he was a guy coming of the year. It kind of seemed like he was probably on track to certainly be on the depth chart and maybe even, you know, contend for one of those starting spots. Because I think he he might have been a starter in the Gator Bowl. I don't remember if he, he was definitely on the depth chart. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he was one of those guys that kind of got knocked out there with the, the legal matter and. He's a really you know nice kid, good family. It'd be good to see him get some extended run, just cause, especially because that's a position where they could use. You know, they're going to need him next year for sure, and and maybe even the rest of the season could use the depth there. And some of those other defensive backs, Adrian Huey, uh, Jordan Lovett, he's a true freshman from from North Hard, and I think there's a lot of those guys that you could see get some run there. Um, you know, otherwise, a guy you know, we haven't talked about at all because there's not been a reason to. He's not played or anything, and. And who knows, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's not available for whatever reason. But a guy I would love to see out there, if I could just pick anybody off the roster mm-hmm. and, and, you know, throw him out there, it would be Sam Anele, just selfishly, because he was a great talker on his, uh, <laughs> the, when he when he made his debut. He's a defensive end. I think mm-hmm. at some point he might have moved um, to linebacker. I don't remember. But he, he was recruited as a defensive end, and certainly, you know, if he's a you know he is a strong enough player going down the road, I believe he was even a four star recruit. Um, he's a guy that you know you know if he develops would you know you would think be a big piece moving forward. But so it'd be fun if he could get in the game. But I, I would imagine that's probably unlikely. A guy I'd like to see more of is Juton McLean. I mean, he he uh, I thought ran the ball really well the other night against Fandy. You know, he's unfortunately was one of those guys. I think Andrew Phillips was another one, right? It was the guys that were had to sit out while their uh, the legal process was going on. Uh, uh, luckily, you know, thankfully they were able to come back, but they missed some time. You know, in between that, um, and the you know he's a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield. 
Uh, they've talked about he's a good r- route runner because he had some experience doing that in high school. I would think that he was a guy. He'd be a guy who we don't know what Chris Rodriguez is going to do, whether he's coming back next year or not, or if he's going to go on to the pros. But I would think McLean's a guy who would really figure into their future plans. Oh, totally. I would imagine. Um, you know, if you assume Rodriguez leaves, which at this, you know. It's a certainly interesting decision. It would be at this point, like if he had to decide today, it would be an interesting decision. Yeah. Um, maybe not as much at the end of the season, who knows, but, um, you know, I think a lot of people, myself included, assume he would probably would leave. Um, but I think, yeah, whether he, ba- if he's back or not, um, McLean definitely, you would imagine is, is, is right there. Um, it, you know, I, I mean, I mean, he was, you know, going back to the spring, it sounded like he was probably right. contending for the number two spot there right. um, behind Rodriguez. So um, and he's, you know, steadily come along His snaps have increased. And, yeah, he looks good. He looks really good catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's definitely the top of running back. Um, that certainly that Cohen's comfortable <laughs> being around and coaching because, you know, when you look at what the Rams do, um and 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 Rodriguez is is you know a workhorse, so there there is a good one two combo there. Um, another guy, you know, we talking about guys like see, uh, you know, Jagger Burton hasn't played since the first game, yeah. and again, he's one of these true freshmen. Another guy that, um, you know, now at this point, if he played in every other game the rest of the season, he wouldn't risk his eligibility. He would still be able to redshirt. Right. Um, you know, an in-state guy, an in-city guy who, you know, was. <laughs> you know, the, the prize of their last recruiting class and plays a position there. Um, you know, they've lost Eli Cox for the year. So, it, you know, he's certainly he, – he's a different type of lineman. He's he's a little more – I'd say a little more twitchy, not as big, uh, at least not at this point. But, cert- I mean, he's incredibly athletic. I mean, he's just a really – just really quick, uh, quick-footed guy on the O-line. Um, I think he would be – it would be fun to see him get some run this this week, and 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 some of those other younger linemen too. You know, guys we don't talk about as much, but your your Josh Joneses and your your RJ Adams, some of these guys that you know we we mostly talk about Jagger Burton because he was a big recruit and <laughs> because he's from Lexington. But there's a lot of younger linemen that they probably could stand to get some get some snaps this week. Yeah, yeah, Jagger Burton. Yeah, and and it's a good point because they've got they've got some guys who haven't played much, but they could still play. Like you said, with just the two regular season games left in the bowl game, a uh, chance for them to get more playing time and not risk losing a, losing a year of eligibility. So, uh, so you know, that will help. Uh, you talked about Chris Rodriguez have, making a dis, having a decision to make. There will be other guys having a decision to make. And as we talked with Mark Stoops on Monday, he talked about, you know, he wasn't prepared to talk about, you know, whether guys are going to leave or whether they're going to stay with that COVID year. Guys can stay another year who haven't already used that extra year. Uh, as he said, we had guys who walked last year, ended up coming back and playing. So uh, there'll be some interesting decisions to be made as we come down here to the season at the end at the, after the season's over. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, because going through last year, you know, we, we kind of knew this was a thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, obviously we had never seen it before, so right. we didn't really know how it was going to play out. I think this year you have at least a better understanding of maybe the timing of things or what things might look like. Right. Um, you know, we no one officially said they were coming back until after the bowl game last year. But, you know, just reading into, you know, I know Mark Stoops said not to read into, you know, any anybody not going through senior day. 
But it's hard not to see, um, you know, three seniors, Jaquez Jones, Cleveland Thomas, and Nasir Watkins uh, opt out of um, senior day and not think at least some of those guys will come back right. next year. Um, I know, you know, with Nasir, it's interesting because he hasn't played any this year. He's a, he's a senior. He's, um, you know, honestly, a guy that you sort of thought coming into the year would pro- maybe play a little bit after kind of dealing with injuries last year. Um, but, but, you know, I don't know as much about his situation, but you know, Cleveland's coming off of an injury right. um, that, that it sounded like he you. was going to be, yeah, sounded like he was really impressing Cohen and the offensive staff in, in, in the spring. Um, and then Jaquez Jones is, is you know, the, the, the headliner there. He's, right. you know, been one of their best players on defense and, and really um, impressed in a lot of ways. And I know, you know, like he's a guy I think, you know, maybe he would look and see kind of what his evaluation is. I would imagine, um, you know, he, maybe he's just waiting to see that. But it's, it's still kind of weird to, you know, you have this opportunity to go through senior day, so why wouldn't you regardless? Um, and there's a lot of guys on that senior list that I think that are going through that, that maybe could talk themselves into coming back. Like, you know, like it wouldn't surprise me if like a DeAndre Square talked himself into coming back another year. Right. Um, you know, because if you're a guy, you know, if you're a guy who's maybe, um, you know, if you're a – say you're like a projected to be a sixth or seventh round pick somewhere in that neighborhood – there's a case, you know, because those guys don't get a lot of guaranteed money or, or they, you know, make a practice squad and maybe that's it. And, and you know, just the, the, the numbers don't work out for them. I mean, if you, now you're a guy in that situation, you can come back to college, um, you get another year worth of film and, 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 and who knows. And even if it doesn't improve your outlook for the, for the next level, you now have this NIL stuff Correct. that kind of right. shakes up the, the, you know, and, and, and suddenly you're, you know, okay, maybe the, maybe the Green Bay Packers don't want you, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, Paul Miller Ford's out here throwing money around or whatever it might be. So, um, I think that's certainly, you would think going to be a factor. I know they can't use that to recruit, uh, um, new players, but it's hard to not imagine it being a factor for some of the, um, guys that are already on the rosters and, and maybe think about some of this stuff. They have to be thinking about it. If they're not, they're negligent. I would think they have to be thinking about that stuff. Well, I think the obvious example of somebody who definitely helped himself by coming back is Luke Fortner. I mean, oh, they yeah. moved Luke yeah. to center. He played offensive guard his time here. They moved him to center uh, when he decided to come back for his, I guess, sixth year. And uh, he's been an anchor on that offensive line. And I think he's obviously improved his NFL stock, not just from the way he played, but the versatility, because I think we talked about this before, but I think offensive linemen in the NFL, especially backup of offensive linemen, you got to play more than one position because they only carry so many linemen. If you get stuck, if you're kind of branded as a guy who can only play one spot, that really hurts your chances of making a team. So I think Luke really helped himself by coming back and showing that he could be flexible and versatile and play different spots. And so there might be guys on the team who see what happened with Luke and, you know, and they, uh, they're not getting the NFL feedback that they were hoping to get. And they do, even though they may have planned to go at the end of the year to leave, maybe they, what they hear is not what they want to hear. And they decide they, they do want to come back. Oh yeah. And I, I would imagine it, you know, if I had to guess, you know, this ain't insider knowledge or anything, but if I had to guess, I would bet it's it's probably a similar number to last year, um, in terms of the number of you know quote unquote super, super seniors, seniors that that uh, 
you know, come back and contribute for Kentucky uh, in 2022, which will be great. I mean, it'll be great for, um, you know, the thing about that, though, that going forward is going to be interesting to see how they navigate and, and not just Kentucky, all teams. You know, when you have that, you know, glut at the top, because a guy like DeAndre Square is not going to come back if he thinks, you know, he's going to lose playing time to a, a sophomore or something. Right. Um, and, 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 and chances, you know, he almost certainly wouldn't. But <laughs> what does that mean for recruiting down the line? Like, right. how does it, like, this all has a ripple effect, too. Um, and, and Kentucky's definitely not going to be the only ones dealing with it, but it is create an interesting, you know, dilemma there um, in terms of how you, balance your roster and i mean i wouldn't want to be a tough you know, coach you know because you, you know they'll never say this out loud but i'm sure there are conversations with guys who maybe want to come back and would like to come back um but the coaches maybe encourage them not to just because they won't get to play right um <clears throat> oh yeah there's always cases of that <laughs> of that happening uh so yeah well, well and I guess I mean that's and that's pretty much I mean that's the same I guess that is the same conversation they're having with the um, you know guys thinking about transferring. I, I thought it was really interesting. You know, speaking of the secondary, uh, I think it was John Harrell the CJ asked about the uh, the two of the corners that transferred, uh, MJ Devonshire and uh, Jamari Brown. Who I know at least one of those guys is starting somewhere else. Uh, at, you know, I think it's Brown at Purdue and. And then Devonshire's, you know, playing a lot of Pittsburgh, or maybe vice versa. I don't know exactly which one's starting, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it was kind of. I was surprised that Stoops was as uh, upfront about that. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't name, you know, he's, you know, didn't name them out loud or you know give specifics, but he kind of basically said, you know, he encouraged those guys to to look elsewhere. Right. Um, it was. It was kind of. I don't know. I thought it was kind of nice to, for him to be that honest, uh, especially when it was pertaining to a position of. Um, you know, it's turned out to be quite a position of need. Right. No. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously he kind of alluded to it there Monday as well, that they will be, you know, they will dip into the transfer portal, see what's out there and try to address some needs through the transfer portal. And if you look at the success and the playing time that people like Will Levis, Wondale Robinson, uh, you know, the Jack West Jones, those guys have gotten this year. You would think Kentucky, Dare Rosenthal, that Kentucky has shown, you know, we're open to transfers and we'll play if you transfer here, if you can play. So that should help them. Um, well, Josh, okay, so Saturday, it's a noon start, uh, SEC Network. You will have your predictions later in the week. Anything else that we should be on the lookout for or anything you uh, uh, had this week that you want to make sure people pay close attention to? I've been uh, I'm working on a feature about one of the seniors of a, a, a Boulay, a body Fitzgerald that should uh, I would think be out by the time people are listening to this. Um, if not, it'll be soon after. Um, the uh, it's an interesting kid. Uh, you know, a, you know a story I think a lot of fans are familiar with. He's he's you know from Nigeria and was adopted and, and but kind of you know is more just kind of exploring that a little bit deeper than you know just on the surface part of it and kind of some of the stuff he's went through and. Um, you know, he's not like a superstar, you know, no one's ever mm-hmm. going to, you know, point to a body Fitzgerald as, as some, like one of the greatest UK football players of all time, but he's certainly carved out quite a role for himself on this team. And, uh, and has been part of, you know, he's been here for every bowl game under Stoops. I mean, he's, he's been kind of a, you know, part of this class that's really you know done a lot for this team. So he's an interesting figure and, and certainly a unique, uh, you know, college football player. 
So be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for Josh's uh, predictions. Follow him on Twitter, Josh Moore HL, for his coverage leading up to Saturday and during the game on Saturday and after Saturday as well as next week. We had a big week, Josh. Of course, Louisville, not just Thanksgiving, we got Louisville week. It shapes up to be a very interesting game, I think, next week. Uh, I don't know. We're all looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's hard uh, not to look past, you know, sorry, Mark Stoops, it's hard not to look past uh, this one, and you know, look not not just because of Louisville. I, I'm a Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. So oh, okay, whole, okay. We'll have to talk about more about that next week. Then, okay, we'll we'll get your oh, rundown yeah. of your favorite foods and so forth next week. People will have to come oh, yeah. back to listen for that. Oh yeah, forget football. Let's do uh, side dish <laughs> rankings. So. There you go. That sounds good. <laughs> sounds good to me. So, okay. Well, Josh, I appreciate it. I will see you in the press box on Saturday. Awesome. Yeah, bright and early on Saturday. Yes, yeah. right. Very early. <laughs> We've had so many hey, night hey. games. We're not used to these noon games. So. We, we at least uh, we won't have to probably worry about the tailgating situation this well. week. So there's, <laughs> I have I, I have a uh, a crew that I'm uh, you know I hang out with a lot, and they you know they do uh, you know they they're big fans, and they go and do the. Uh, um, tailgating stuff and they're I don't even think any of them are going to the game and, and really? they, if they were they're not tailgating <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be a little easier in and out on Saturday we'll see so okay well thanks Josh thanks again we'll see you Saturday awesome thanks John Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks, as always, to Josh Moore. Follow him on Twitter at HL. Check out all of his work at Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Lexington Herald-Leader. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnClayIV. At the top of my Twitter feed, you'll see a pinned tweet about the Sports Pass, sports-only digital subscription to Kentucky.com. It's $30 for the first year. You get all of Josh's coverage on UK football. You get Jerry Tipton on UK basketball. Ben Roberts on UK recruiting. Remember on Saturday, Reed Shepard is going to make his announcement about where he's going to play college basketball. So follow Ben on Twitter, Ben Roberts HL. Check out his next cat's blog. You can get all of this for $30 for the first year as well of our high school coverage, horse racing coverage. Go to my top of my, as I say, go to the top of my Twitter feed, click on that pin tweet it'll take you where you need to go to get all the information about the sports pass sports only digital subscription or go to kentucky.com hit on the subscription button check out all of the offers for subscriptions to both kentucky.com and the print edition of the lexington herald leader we appreciate everybody who supports our work at the herald leader and kentucky.com i appreciate everybody who listens to this podcast i really do i appreciate all the guests i appreciate all the listeners on apple podcast spotify stitcher tune in iHeart Radio Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Leave a rating and review. That really helps us out as well. Drop me a line, an email, jclay at herald-leader.com. Kentucky, New Mexico State, noon on Saturday at Kroger Field. We'll have plenty of coverage during the game. Check out my sidelines blog for live updates. I have a dedicated Twitter feed to keep you updated about what's going on in the game with observations, statistics, score, you name it. We have it all on there. Check out my takeaways after the game. Uh, as well, and check out all of Josh's coverage, Mark's stories coverage, and my coverage, both before, during, and after the game. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on the John Clay Podcast.